0: Welcome to Quarantine in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 6 Are You Using Protection or Proper Protective Equipment?
1: God's Teats! How many screws is this going to take? Why can't I just nail you? Come on, come on. Just a little bit more.
2: Gurren? What are you doing in my armory?
1: Quarantine? I thought you were installing half a dozen new mirrors or something equally important.
2: You should have known better. Nothing is more important than you. I wanted to make sure you were managing all right, given that your wife is a stoat. Yes, yes,
1: I'm, I'm fine.
2: Gurren, what are you doing?
1: I'm inventing something that will allow me to stay close to a without risking stotification myself.
2: Says the man whose first instinct was to kiss a stoat.
1: I would have kissed her a hundred times if only it would have brought her back.
2: Really, we'd all be much better off if you would just stay six feet away from her.
1: Perhaps. But then I thought of turning helmets into personal protective gear against stoats. Most of them didn't work, but uh, 11th time's the charm.
2: You've been what? Uh, are, are those... Were those my helmets?
1: Here, hold this hammer for me, will you? I'm gonna try this on. It's supposed to prevent contact with anything in the air.
2: So if a stoat is flying at your face, you'll be fine.
1: It's the safest helmet in all of Bertang. Look, I've blocked the air holes with a very fine mesh to prevent an infectious stoat from breathing near me or, or speaking moistly at me.
2: I wish you'd let me speak moistly at you. Oh, your helmet. I've got it.
1: Nope, I'll get it. I Here you go. Oh, um Thanks. Let me just get these gauntlets off and I'll keep working on it. I probably shouldn't have put on the rest of the armor. It is a bit uh restrictive.
2: Let me help you get it off. Would you? Of course. <sighs> huh.
3: Gurin? What are you two doing banging about?
2: Owen,
1: come take a look at my personal protective gear.
3: Hmm. It's not a bad idea to block the eye slits with mesh, but I'm not sure I would have bolted all those extra flanges around the neck. I can see you've put a lot of thought into this, but may I ask how you intend to move?
1: I wouldn't need to be able to move much if I were able to always be by Lefranc's side.
3: Maybe you need a bit of rest. Quarantay and I can work on this.
2: Or we can give up and admit there's nothing we can do. Ever. Release her to nature. She'll be happier than being cooped up in the castle. Stoats love living in the forest. We gave
1: your peasant-crushing grandmother nice suite in the castle to recover in. Extending that courtesy to my wife was the least you could do.
2: You're right. I never should have allowed my suite to become a contamination zone.
1: But you're right. We can't keep her cooped up. I've got to find a way to carry her around in my heavily gauntleted arms.
3: No, you must take a few hours rest because you are on the verge of collapsing.
1: I am in perfect form. Well, I can do anything except take a break. My darling needs me.
0: Incoming catapult.
2: Watch out, Brother Brannock.
0: Ow! Elowan, couldn't you give us more advance warning when the mail's arriving?
2: A letter. Excellent. Brannock, I'll take that scroll.
0: No, wait. It's for me. That's odd. Who knows I'm here?
2: Apart from us, everyone else in this castle, and all the nearby villages, not to mention the Abbey and probably God.
0: You're right. It could be a chain letter.
1: We have been
0: getting a lot of chain mail recently,
1: sir, though I'm not really sure why. Don't worry. I ordered at least eight more mail suits to accompany my helmet. It could be an untold disaster if we stopped using
2: protection. What does the letter say?
0: Advice from Archbishop Lawrence of Dole, your superior before God, to Brother Brenock, Lowly Priest, upon receipt of your query. But I didn't write to the Archbishop.
2: Didn't you?
0: No, I never write to the Archbishop. He's had it out for me ever since I accidentally burned a basket of communion wafers.
2: You incinerated the host?
0: Yes, and by God, the man can hold a grudge. What does he think I've done this time? Do you think he found out about the pagan wine?
1: Wait, we we weren't supposed to write to the Archbishop?
0: What part of the Archbishop of Dole is a fire-breathing nightmare who will most definitely toast me like the host was so difficult to understand?
1: Was that when I was distracted by Quarantin's hair? Or when I fell in the moat?
3: When was the last time you slept, Lord Gurren?
1: But what does the Archbishop have to say?
3: Probably nothing good. Take two vials of holy
0: water in the evening according to the instructions laid out herein, and send a messenger if it isn't cleared up by morning. Holy water. Well, it's confirmed. He thinks I'm a demon.
2: Maybe, or perhaps it's a show of good faith. Perhaps he's given you something for the stoats.
3: No, I'm pretty sure holy water is for dealing with the dead.
2: What? Nobody's died yet that we know of? From non-natural causes, anyway.
3: Well, don't you worry. Now we'll be fine if they start moving about. They what now? Move about. Holy waters for cleaning up the graves of the restless dead. It encourages them to settle down. Otherwise, they get terribly rowdy. Stumbling about and trashing the place.
2: Huh.
0: Well... The Archbishop lists strict instructions on how to sprinkle the water and perform a purification ceremony.
2: So you are cleansing the stoats.
0: Though it's not clear whether the cleansing is supposed to cure them or just keep their fur silky smooth and
3: sweet-smelling. Huh. All right. Brannock, you're in charge of administering the holy water. In the meantime, I'll find you a sedative if you'll come with me, Lord G- Where is Gurin?
2: He's a grown man. Unless he's gone and fallen in the moat again, he's probably perfectly fine.
0: Maybe he's finally decided to get some rest?
2: Really, brother? He's probably just gone to- Good
1: news, Brother Brannock! I have given Lafren the holy water and, with any luck, she shall recover by midday. The stonification shall be cured.
0: Um, Gurren, when you say you gave her the holy water, I presume you mean you sprinkled her with it in the approved fashion indicated by the Archbishop's letter?
1: Uh, what letter?
0: Oh, for God's sake, you were there when it- Never mind. But the letter very clearly stipulates that under no circumstances is anyone to drink the water, on pain of potential blasphemy and probable death.
1: I... I'm sure it's all fine. There is yet another catapult incoming.
0: Ow! Can he not aim them a little to my left?
1: I'm a little to your left.
0: It's another missive from the Archbishop. Lowly brother, if you have allowed anyone to drink the most holy water, rather than use it to bless externally, believe me, I will hear of it and stick you on the rack with all the other pieces of toast.
2: Good God.
0: Although last year he threatened to put me in the waffle irons. So
3: I suppose this is moving up in the world?
1: I must see to a friend.
3: Not without me, with all due respect. Brother Brennick, you'd better find a way to remedy this. But I can't write to the Archbishop.
2: <sighs> no, but I can. Come, brother, grab a pen and some ink and let us write this wrong.
3: friend.
1: Oh no. She's all sprawled out on the floor. Her paws are in the air, her whiskers are rigid. And there's not so much as a twitch from her tail.
3: But she's still breathing.
1: She's one breath away from becoming a mink collar.
3: I'm pretty sure she's just sleeping. Oh, look. She's awake. Oh,
1: beloved, I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> Shall I ever make it up to you? Lafren, dearest, blink once if you're perfectly fine, but would like us to care for Lord Gurren before he does something even more dangerous on account of good intentions and sleep desperation. There, she blinked. Come, Gurren.
1: I must stay by her side.
3: Lafren blink once for go. There. This won't take a minute, and it'll help. Where are we going? This is the Room of Indispensable Medicines, also known as the Indispensary. I keep a bottle of my own secret soporific.
1: I don't need a soporific.
3: Hmm. It appears someone has removed it.
1: Why would anyone do that?
3: That remains to be seen. Lord Gurren, will you wait here a moment? I have to go pillory somebody.
1: Wait here? When the friend needs me? I think not. Oh, wait, what's this? Hmm. I wonder if these beans are supposed to taste so burnt.
3: Gurren, I've got the... Gurren? Damn, where has he gone?
1: Ow! No. That way? No, no. Hmm. Getting around the spiral staircases might be harder than I thought. Maybe if I trained a hawk? No, 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 you're right. That would be too dangerous. Can't go about endangering hawks.
0: Gurren? What is- why is this? Is that Lefren In Corentin's magnificent plumed helm? Tied to a lance?
1: I've got to keep Lafrenne from getting bored as a stoat. I know she must be suffering terribly, but I I can't let her suffer alone.
0: Yes. Clearly, you're suffering, too.
1: I'm not suffering. I had Nolan prepare a special concoction to keep me awake. Really? No, to be completely honest, she wanted me to find a sleeping draft, and I saw some delicious-smelling roasted beans labeled Take Sparingly to Restore Vigor, and I just took all of them to be sparing. See? Completely awake.
0: You're also... Vibrating. The
1: rest of the room is vibrating. I'm standing perfectly still.
0: Maybe you should hand me the lamps for a bit. Quarantan just replaced those mirrors. And I can't see this ending well. What
1: on earth makes you say that?
0: The fact that you currently have one of your feet down the haunted oupliette.
1: Gurren? What? Is that... Oh god, is that Quarantan the 10th?
4: Boo! Oh. Gurren!
0: We love, you. We love you. Oh, wow. Gurren! Hang on! Thank God, the lance is caught. If I just pull on the lance, can you sort of walk your legs back up the side? You've got to be more careful or you'll join the ghosts.
1: just like the Finisterre Cliffs incident.
0: And the cliffs at Tintagel. And the whole west coast of Ireland. Ah. If the friend hadn't reached out at just the right moment, you'd have gone over. Thrice over.
1: I was only trying to help those peasants set up their easels where they could get a better view. Ah.
4: Guren, don't, don't leave, leave us, us some so soon.
0: Guren, you must stop living on the edge. Yes, not until
1: my friend is better. Somehow she could always predict when I was about to fall. <coughs> <coughs> uh. 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 Rannick, whatever shall I do without her?
0: Go take a rest for a start. We can look after the friend perfectly well. And the sooner you get some sleep, the more help you'll be to her. Pass me the lance.
1: All right, brother. But only until I've mastered the art of sleeping on my feet. With my eyes open. And with my wife. Right at the nymph, left at the nymph, thrice around the other nymphs, over the- Oh, wait. Was the goldfish pond? Well, here's the door, and that's definitely the tapestry of the Something or other who was probably soused by the- No! Oh! Here's somewhere soft to land. That's a pillow? It'll serve a moment, just until I find my bed. Gurren? I'm not sure. Did I take the wrong branch of the double spiral stairs?
2: Clearly. This library is all the way on the opposite side of the castle from your chambers. I
1: thought it seemed a bit of a longer walk than usual.
2: It wouldn't be the first time you've mistaken my chambers for yours. But you can stop here for a bit. Enjoy my library.
1: I think I might. It's very haunted out there. Either that or I'm seeing things.
2: No that part's definitely real. My grandfather started making guest appearances in the Oubliette. He and the usual suspects have been trying to liven things up down there.
1: Oh thank goodness. I can't even tell the difference between what's real and what's real anymore.
2: Well now that we're here together ensconced in this very narrow alcove, I can think of a few relaxing ways we could pass the time. And a few exciting ways, too.
1: Stop being such a
2: pest. All I'm saying is that we had something good once.
1: Once. Or twice. Or... Again? Quarantine. I love... Yes? A friend.
2: And you'd do anything for her, except take a break.
1: You can't convince me that she'd want this.
2: What do you want, Gurren?
1: I don't know! I don't want you to suffer.
2: But we're both suffering anyway. You must know what our time together meant to me.
1: I thought... I mean, I didn't think. Quarantine, you're always saying the most delightfully preposterous things in joy, or in rage, or in jest.
2: And in earnest. Or have you forgotten everything about the summer when you came to stay? Of
1: course I haven't forgotten those days. Or nights.
2: After the nightclub, how could I not invite you home? I had to offer you something more comfortable than a flower bed. I thought I'd impressed you. More than impressed you.
1: You did. Your smiles were so disarming.
2: Even when I had you up in arms?
1: Especially when you had me in your arms and out of my armor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was that time when you smuggled me out of the castle in a barrel of eels so that Ma couldn't make me sign that ridiculous aggression treaty against Lord Baldick across the way.
1: Yes, you tasted like eels for a week. But to be fair, you'd already rescued me from that boar with a book. What was it you said when you shoved that loathsome tome down his throat?
2: Choke on this.
1: Best use of a rhetorical manual I've ever seen.
2: Gurren, I thought I'd won you so many times, and then you left. And before I could so much as forgive you for that, you went and got married.
1: I fell in love. So did I. But that was only a summer. I didn't think either of us expected it to last, but I thought that we'd parted on friendly terms. I never would have come if I thought it would hurt you.
2: You said I'd always have a place in your heart. You do. But what does that mean for you? For me? For us? That all's well between us? And by all's well, do you mean... We've got each other's backs. As we did before. Will you let me take you back to that glorious summer?
1: What about Lafren? Quarantine, my wife is a stoat.
2: You know, she might not mind my comforting you in your hour of need.
1: And this isn't comforting. Comforting would be if you provided me with some sort of miraculous substance so that I would never tire, rather than allowing me to sink into this excessively comfortable cushion.
2: The finest silk with the down of a thousand ducks, in case you were curious. Mm.
1: This is comforting.
2: But, Gurren, I really must know. I mean, could we even try to pick ourselves up again? I only ask because there's every chance that LaFren may never... Not that we'd ever let anything happen to her, but damn it all to hell and back again. I love you. And, and why did you never believe me? Are you even listening?
1: (sighs) Oh!
2: (sighs) Sleep well. Brother Brannock? I wasn't expecting you. What are you doing in the Chamber of Succulents?
0: I've been illuminating this botanical manuscript.
2: In the dark?
0: It wasn't that dark when I started, although I did nearly walk out a door into the moat. Which of your ancestors is responsible for that travesty?
2: That would be the Eighth, also known as Corentin the Genial when sober and malicious when soused. Again, not a great favourite among the people.
0: Have any of them been?
2: I may be the first.
0: Um, right.
2: Come, Pranik. We've always been well-loved by those who matter.
0: Meaning whom, exactly?
2: Nobody in particular. Oh, never mind. Just show me what you've been drawing.
0: I haven't gotten very far yet.
2: No, indeed. You seem to have given up at the very first prick on that cactus.
0: I was a little distracted. What's wrong? Well, one of my closest friends is a stoat, and another is losing his grip on reality, but but how are you faring through all this?
2: Oh, no, you don't get to avoid the question. I asked first.
0: I really should be better at holding it together. I'm a priest.
2: So? You're still human. Sorry, poor choice of words, but we do have faith in you.
0: For all the good that's done. I've been nothing but useless.
2: You've been there for the people you love.
0: Love, yes. Why doesn't love make it any easier to help?
2: Yes, if Gorin would just let me help. But I'd rather not talk about that.
0: Right. Sorry. This can't be an ideal reunion.
2: It could be better. But we'll struggle through. For what it's worth, despite, well, everything, I wouldn't have wished their honeymoon to end this way. You mean... With all of you stuck in my castle, intruding on my peace and quiet? Yes
0: always so gracious.
2: Don't worry, Brother Brannock. Gurren will come to his senses because we love him.
0: Is that a consoling lie? Is it working? I guess. It might not be. A lie, I mean.
2: As for Lafren, well, we'll keep dousing her in holy water, and and in no time at all, she will have recovered from stouthood to the tremendous relief of all of us. If we're not, also stoats,
3: What are you two doing up here? I thought you were distracting Gurren.
2: Gurren's fine. He's having a rest in the library.
3: No, he's not. I passed by the library not ten minutes ago, and it was empty.
2: That's strange. He was quite exhausted when I left him.
3: Yes, I was wondering what you had got up to. I saw Lord Gurren's clothes abandoned on the window seat, but there was no sign of him. Just a pile of cushions and something that looked like a mink collar.
2: I don't own a mink. Oh, no. No, 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 it cannot be. Gurin. say something.
3: Quentin he's still asleep. Besides, he can't speak in this state. Do you think he knows he's a stoat yet? I
2: wouldn't count on it. I suppose we'll just have to convey him to the ermine suite.
3: Then, when he wakes up, he can at least be reunited with his love in their new form.
0: Actually, Gurin invented just the thing. Let me go fetch the lance. I can just get him around the corner into the ermine suite. Corentin, why are your corridors so narrow? Is he still asleep? Yes. That's impressive. What did you do to him?
2: Nothing. All it took was five minutes of conversation.
3: Not even the archbishop's words take such swift effect. That's strange. I don't see Lafren. Although she could be hidden behind the bedclothes, or behind the very large ornamental vase, or- Brother Brannock! The friend!
4: Don't drop the lance, Brannock! No, when. Are you. Is this. Are you embracing me? It's good to have you back, my lady.
3: And we can't have you launching yourself at Brannock just yet. Keep it steady, brother. Watch the lance! But you were a stoat. I got better.
2: But how?
3: Maybe it really was the holy water. It's more likely to have been a delayed miracle than that.
4: I'm pretty sure it was just time. Although all your attentive care was a great consolation while being coated in fur and unable to speak.
3: So
0: being a stoat wasn't so bad?
4: Oh no, it was still terrible. I can't even describe what it's like to be transformed. Except that it's like being consumed by ice, fire, and irritable geese. All at the same time.
2: Hmm, does this mean you can't be retransformed? Can you go about among the stoats with total impunity?
4: Immunity, Lord Corinth.
2: I think both.
4: I don't know, in fact. I suppose we'll have to find out. Where's Gurren? Um, about that... Oh, don't tell me he's fallen in the moat again.
2: Not exactly.
4: And I suppose it's too much to hope he's having a rest after all that running about with a lance. That lance, which you are carrying at a safe distance, because yes, those... Sad, beady eyes do have a particularly gurren expression about them.
2: <gasps> to be honest, we're not completely certain it's him. Stoat when we were in the library, was that real? He blinked. All right, but have you ever said you would lay down your life to save mine if I were beset by dragons, marmots, or very large snails?
3: One blink?
2: Fine, then. Have you ever, under any circumstances, told me the words I first told you back on the beach of Samelo...
3: Two blinks. And what does that mean?
2: It's him.
4: Oh, Gurren.
2: I knew he shouldn't have kissed you.
4: Oh, God. The timing is terrible. Why could we not have been stoats together?
0: So it wasn't so much a delayed miracle as a staggered catastrophe. Not helping. Sorry. My lady, you were only a stoat for a matter of days. Perhaps it would be the same for Gurren.
3: <laughs> Incoming catapult. Again. How? Let me guess. Another missive from the archbishop?
2: It's another vial of holy water. Here.
3: To Brother Brannock, lowly priest
0: who has abased himself before God. Although we have advised you that the holy water is not to be taken lightly, we extend to you this excessive vial for your impious companions, lest they too shortly succumb to the great certification. We consider that punishment enough for your negligence.
2: I knew inviting you to stay would come back to bite me. What are the chances I will be a stoat within the week?
3: I don't know. Have you kissed him? No. Good God! Was that before or
0: after you were speaking moistly to me and the succulents? Oh, no, 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 no. We
3: are going to need more holy water.
2: But I didn't.
3: Perhaps you could also scare up some more vials of holy water for that haunted oubliette? If it's not too much to ask. There was an infernal racket last night, and it sounded like spirits were up to something diabolical indeed.
1: And next up on How to Ghost Like the Host, we have the fashionably late the X. Corentin, welcome to the Oubliette. We've been dying to meet you. <laughs> You've been underground for a decade. How could you forget us?
2: I suppose you could say I'm long overdue in making an appearance. Though <laughs> oh, I must say, you oubliette lot are unforgettable.
1: It's his first time cracking jokes rather than scones. But better late than never, am I right?
2: Let's give him a boo.
1: Ooh.
2: I've always fancied that I could be dead funny. Anyway, who's heard the one about the stab victim? He was a Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all night, and tomorrow night, and the night after that. I'll be damned if I can't make this earthly hell an eternal jest.
0: Thank you for listening to Quarantin' in Quarantine, featuring David Lone as Quarantin', Sandra Mills as Lefren, Chris Langton as Gurren and the Stout, Julia Wilson as Nolan, and Karen Murray Burquist as Brenock. This episode also featured Patrick Lewis as Elemon and the Ghost Host, and James Din as Quarantine X. The episode was written by Aaron Scothorn and Karen Murray bergquist and the music was written and performed by Sophie Resnock. You can find us on Instagram at QuarantineInQuarantine, in Quarantine, or support us by donating to our coffee page through the link below. We are also featured on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love. We advise you to always handle lances carefully, especially in close proximity to haunted oubliettes.